Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. I'm excited that I get to share with you guys this morning. And I'm an evangelist. I'm a, I, I like doing outreaches. And every time I get you know, behind the, the pulpit, it's about stirring up people to be a better people and share the gospel. You know, and I want to talk about something that sometimes we forget our, our, our purpose in life, that we are to shine his light, that we are to make a difference wherever we go. And sometimes we're just so caught up with our daily uh, things that we have to do on a daily basis that we forget the actual reason why we are here. You know, one thing that I love the most is Christmas season. I love the Christmas season. One thing I love doing is driving my kids to some of these very rich neighborhoods. You know, especially here in Dallas, you go to, uh, what is it, like University Park and Highland Park. And they have all these Christmas lights. Mr. Mister, can I ask you a favor? Can you turn these off? Uh, it kind of blinds me. And I don't, you know, it just makes it hard for me. Thank you very much. There we go. Ooh, ooh, that's a lot easier for me to, yes. But anyways, going back to this, um, I love driving my kids to some of these neighborhoods and just see the Christmas light. You know, everything is dark. Suddenly you, you drive into these streets and it just it's so bright and it's so beautiful. You know, even our church, we we got this amazing LED wall. I love when they're testing it during the week. During the week, they're doing their tests. They're running tests on the LED wall and everything is dark. And then you just see light just taking over the room. You know, it's so fun. I even even Fourth of July. Fourth of July, it's always fun. Kids want to see fireworks. We go to places and we see the light coming out of these fireworks and just illuminating everything, just bright, you know. And this is exactly who we're supposed to be, you know. For us Christians, we got to understand this, that light represents Jesus and dark represents the world, you know. And I want to talk about shining your light today. Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16. Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16. It says, if you have your Bibles, turn them on. If you're old-fashioned, open your Bibles. <laughs> okay, Matthew 5, 13 to 20, 14 uh, through 16. It says this, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Listen to this. 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Here, Jesus is telling his disciples, you guys are light. Let your light shine. There's a purpose for your life. Your life, you are not here. You haven't been placed in this world, in this earth by accident. There's a purpose. A lot of times we feel like we're just navigating through the world. You know, we're just, no, I tell my kids all the time, listen, you don't want to put yourself in idle pilot. You want to be able to go through the adventures of life. And everywhere you go, you want to shine the light of Christ. You know, the world, it's really dark, especially nowadays. It's just, 
It freaks me out every time. You know, I, I tell Pablo, man, let's turn off the TV because all we see, excuse me, all we see is dark coming in, you know, through the TV, through the news. It's just like just last week in Brazil, this guy walked in into a, 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 a elementary school with a machete and killed four kids. You know, that's demonic. You know, I, you can't explain it. You can't explain it. Uh, a few weeks ago in Tennessee, Nashville, we saw that person walking in there and killing innocent kids. Man, we're living in a very dark world. And we must, it's not, it's not, at this point, I'll say this. We can't hide ourselves. We must shine the light of Christ wherever we are, wherever we go. We must make a difference. We must make a difference. The world's really dark. Make sure that you shine your light. You know, the one thing that I'll tell you, dark terrifies me. Dark really terrifies me. I don't know about you, but when, like, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I have to use the restroom and, and probably sleeping. I don't want to uh, put, uh, put on the light. I'm trying to figure it out how to get to the restroom. After a while, you kind of, you know, you know where you're going. But it terrifies me, dark, you know. And, and we got to remember this. Light represents righteousness. Light represents righteousness. And darkness represents sin. If you have your Bibles, open in 1 John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 10. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through, th- through 10. This is what it says. This is me, this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Number eight, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us for our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Good morning, Pastor Nancy. If we claim we have no, we have not sinned, we make him out, of, out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. How can we have a relationship with God? How can can we fellowship with God? John's first answer to the question is how believers can have fellowship with God. It's simple. God is light. So you must walk in light. Verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. How can we have fellowship with him? We have to be light. God's ways are right. And we must understand this. You can, and Revelation says that he will, he will throw off, throw up, right? Uh, lukewarm. You know, either be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. Pretty much that's what it's saying, because I will throw up you. You know, listen, God is saying, be the light. Be with me. It's hard enough to live in this world. You know, you don't want to be by yourself. You know, John uses this illustration about God being light at least 30 times in the Bible. You know, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9 says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are 
your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so as my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, God is right. Walk in light. Verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. His son purifies us from all sin. Listen, it's so important that we understand this. Our values, our behavior, our attitude, our commitments must be in harmony with God's character rather than with the natural passions of fallen humanity. Everything that we are, everything that we do, that's why I started by praying this morning saying, Lord, let me represent you well. We are about the kingdom business. <laughs> we are down here to represent. We are uh, um, ambassadors. We are ambassadors of heaven. You know, you have to, people are, you know what's happening nowadays? The world's coming into the church and everything is becoming very normal. <laughs> You know, everything's becoming the same. Just the other day, you know, I saw a pastor down in Dallas where he was he was talking to a crowd of young people. You know, it was a concert. And then he looks at them and says, listen, Jesus, uh, uh, the church is telling people to be judgmental, but Jesus never judged. That's the, his words. And then he says, oh, the church is telling us not to drink, but Jesus transformed water into wine. So let's party. And then he says, this the church is telling people uh, not to get married with people of the same sex but jesus went muted he never went muted on this you know and then he says this uh the only sin that exists is the blasphemy of the holy spirit everything else is love love surpasses. listen that's a lie from the devil that's a lie from the devil. They are trying to distract our kids. They are trying to distort, distort, distort the word of God. You know, change. They're, they're, they're grabbing pieces of the word of God and putting out like that, like just trying to distract people from the real, the real deal, the way it's supposed to be. They're lying to our kids. This is the reason why we are supposed to shine the light of Christ. It just bothers me. My little girl, she's at fifth grade right now. And, and she was telling me the other day, she said, Dad, it's so sad. I don't have a lot of friends. All of my friends are saying they're gay and this. I'm like, dude, fifth graders. Thank God that God has given me wisdom with my wife. And I pray every day, Lord, help me more and more to be a good parent, to be a good father to my kids and give them what they need to hear inside the house. Because don't expect the, the school to teach them. Because listen, the schools are a mess right now. You know, kids are saying things at such an early age that it's, it, kids don't play with the young girls. Like my, my daughter, she's 11. She still plays with dolls, Barbie dolls. And I love this. You know, because I'm going to keep, if I can protect her from, from having to do lipstick and this and that at, at a certain age, she's not ready for these things yet. I will protect my daughter as much as I can because I want her to have a solid foundation so she can be light. But the world's distracting our kids. They're coming after our kids. It is time for us to rise up and be light. You know, rabbis of the Bible times would use the word walk in. And that word was to picture the act of commitment. 
walk in. I'm walking in love towards that person. I'm committed to that person. I'm walking in righteousness towards God. I'm committed to walking in righteousness towards God. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, 12. When there's a power outage, okay, when there's a power outage, somebody grabs the flashlight. What do you do? You follow that person that is guiding you with the flashlight, right? You just don't go a different direction from that person. You actually go behind that person. Listen, Jesus is the light. He is the flashlight. We follow him. He's walking in darkness. We follow him. If he says, let's go right, we go right. If he says, let's go left. If he says, let's stand still, we stand still. We must be where God is. Where God is, there is light. And it says, verse 8 says, we sin. What is sin? Anything that you put before God is a sin. If you love your family more than God, that's a sin. If you love your parents more than God, that's a sin. If you love your job more than God, that's a sin. If you love your ministry more than God, that's a sin. There's people inside church, they're living with the word of God. They're, they're sharing the word of God every day, but they're completely away from God because they're so, they're so passionate about their ministry that they forget to be passionate about Jesus and God himself. Even those walking in the light need forgiveness and cleansing from sins they commit. 1 John 2, 1 says this, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate. With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He tells us, do not sin. But if you do, it's okay. I'll be there for you. But listen, that's the problem. There, there's people that they take advantage of it. <laughs> when there's repentance, you don't go back to that same sin. But there's people that are always, I, I tell my kids sometimes, oh, the other day, my, my son, he is amazing, Gabe. Luke, uh, Gabe, my oldest, he is amazing. And he's not going to be mad if I share this. But he's a great kid. He, he's like, he just won third place graphic designing in the state of Texas against all these high schools in the state of Texas. You know, his GPA is like the highest it can be, you know. I mean, he's a good child, you know. He loves the Lord. I walk into his room sometimes. He's just in tears listening to sermons and just worshiping God. You know, he picks up his guitar. I mean, he is solid in the Lord. But there's one thing that bothers me. Is that he, he wanted a dog and we bought him a dog and say, it's your dog, you take care of it. <laughs> and I understand, he's a teenager. But most of the times we're like, man, Gabe, what did I tell you? Go pick up, you know. <laughs> hey, go clean up after your dog. And, and he's just distracted. And then, oh, daddy, I'm sorry. Uh, the other day I was like, I'm done with your, uh, your apologies. You know, you change, change, you know, I want to see action. Listen, there's people that keeps falling in the same sin and they keep apologizing and God wants to see actions. If you are really repentant of doing something, you act on it. You stop going back to that same place. You know, you stop going back to those uh, 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 places of, uh, of where you, 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 it became a habit in your life. You know, you want to walk away from old friends. You know, if they bring memories, if friends brings memory, you're not supposed to be with them. Bad memories. If music brings bad memories, you're not supposed to be listening to those kind of 
music. You know, whatever it is that would distract you from being light, whatever it is that would distract you from walking with the Lord, you must walk away. Now, some of the symptoms of being in the darkness. You use feelings instead of sight. You use feelings instead of sight. Can't see where you're going. Okay? When you are symptoms of being in the dark. I don't see it, but I got a touch. (laughs) But that's not what faith is. That's not what faith is. (laughs) Jesus said, come on, walk in water. Walk on the water. The minute he started doubting, started drowning. (laughs) You don't need to see it for you to believe. And let me say one thing. There's one, I'm against divorce. But there's one couple that must divorce. Doubt and faith. Because they don't go together. You can't have faith and doubt. Either you believe it or believe it. (laughs) That's how it should be. Because we are called by him. We have been fearfully made by him. You are not an accident. I'm going to say it again. You are not an accident. You're not here just by the big bang, boom, explosion. No, you are here because God fearfully made you and he has a, a, a purpose for your life. And you do what? You follow him. You listen to him. You call on him. You follow his directions. Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. But if you're just using feelings instead of sight, instead of using your faith, there's something wrong. You know, uh, symptoms of being in darkness, again, fear-based decisions. You make your decisions based on fear. True love casts out all fear. You don't just make decisions. You pray to God, and then he brings peace in your heart, the peace that surpasses all understanding, and then you go with your decision. But if you make decisions, fear-based decisions, There's something wrong with you. And we have to be so cautious. We have to be so careful that we don't do things like that. A lot of times we're making decisions just because we were like, hey, I have to do this. Otherwise, this is going to happen. Listen, no, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. You don't need to come talk to me, pastor. It's good to hear. Console, it's always good. But listen, number one is Jesus. (laughs) That will put that will place peace in your heart, you know, for you to make decisions. You know, back in the days, there was this thing about, you know, uh, oh, I have to call my pastor if I'm buying a house. I'm doing this. i like, dude, <laughs> go to the Father. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying, the Bible says actually that there's wisdom to seek counsel, you know. But listen, not everything you do You need to be out there and just, you know, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the Holy Spirit, you know, so important. Okay, another symptom of being in the darkness. The simple becomes hard. The simple becomes hard. Let me give an example. My wife tells me sometimes, go go to my purse and grab my keys. That's simple, but for me, it's hard. I'm like, there's so many things in there. I'm like digging through her purse. It takes me 30 minutes for me to find the keys. So what I do, I just bring her the purse. (laughs) The simple becomes hard. (laughs) You know, when you are walking in darkness, simple things becomes hard. And we have to pay attention. You are completely 
you have a, a, a lack of direction when you are in, in sin. You know, you're, um, you just, you're completely blocked from hearing the Holy Spirit. And you're just doing things on your own when you are in sin, when you are in darkness. So those things could stop you from being light. John 12, 35 says this. Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you, walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he is going. Does not know where he is going. You know, ancient, uh, ancient seamen would use the star to navigate, fixed point of light. The ancient seamen, back in the days, old times, they would use the star to be the point to follow while they were navigating. Jesus is our star. Follow him. You know, how do I step into the light? First thing, you must confess your sins. And oh, you can be Christians for years and years and years and years. Listen, I mean, we all, the only, the only one who has never sinned was Jesus. You know, we sin every day. And if you're here and you're telling me you don't, okay, that's your first thing because you're lying. <laughs> you know, every day, you know, every day. But confess your sins. Take time to confess your sins. You know, go to the Father. Say, Lord, I, I'm struggling with this right now. You know, I'm, I'm going I'm to share a testimony with you guys here. You know, and, and, and I believe it's a sin because the devil, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And, and doubt, it's a sin. Doubt is a sin. You know, and I went to Asbury University. I told you guys. And I had this, uh, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid uh, arthritis. You know, I'm only 44, and, and suddenly I'm starting to have pains all over my body. And sometimes I'm like in pain, guys. And I, I, I'm just a happy person, and I try not to, you know, I, I don't let things. They ask me, I go to the chiropractor, has anything stopped you from doing your daily, uh, your daily thing? I say, no, nothing stops me, because I will push through, you know. And sometimes I'm in pain, but I'm still smiling and but I, I got to a point, I'm like, dude, it's, it's like painful. I need, I need healing. I mean, I've, I know God uh, resurrected my daughter. I, I know my testimony of when I was a kid. I was born and I got this, uh, I, was, uh, um, I was in the hospital and I got this infection in the hospital. And the doctors told my parents I was going to die and God healed me. And so I've seen miracles and miracles. And I'm like, Lord, I really need a miracle at this time, you know, because I'm like, it, it runs in my family, this thing. And I go to Asbury, and I didn't say anything to my wife or anybody. I'd say, you know, I'm going to go there, check out, just to see what happens. And, but I'm believing for my miracle. I'm believing for healing. And I'm just going to go there. And, and so I walked in there. I told you guys it wasn't anything like, I don't know if I, if I told you guys. It, it wasn't anyone um, uh, speaking in tongues or prophesying. It was just a thick presence of God, everybody worshiping. The whole focus was Repent and worship. 
which that's how it should be. <laughs> Repent of your sins and worship God for who he is. You know, a lot of the songs nowadays is what God, it's about what God is going to do for us. Listen, that's not how it should be. We just worship him for who he is. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. If we're going through hell, God's still God. He's still sitting on the throne. It doesn't change his character. It doesn't change who he is. You know, but I walked in there and I just felt this thick presence of God. I couldn't hold my tears and I worshiped him for the three, four hours that I was inside the church. And I came home and no pain. And for two, three weeks, I said, you know, I'm not going to say anything. And I'm just going to keep it quiet because I don't want to, you know, doubt, <laughs> you know. And then at three weeks mark, I said, probably, I feel like I received my healing. I haven't had pain for three, three weeks. The minute I said that, boom, doubt. Oh, I'm feeling something. That's a sin. <laughs> and the devil does that. So I guess what? I start laying hands over myself. I say, I rebuke you, devil. You are a liar. You have no authority. I have been bought by a higher price. Listen, who do you think you are? I know who I am in Christ. I know my identity. I know who I serve. I know that Isaiah 53, 5 says that by my, your stripes, I am healed. I don't need so-and-so to pray for me. I just speak faith over me right now. So every time I have, I'm like, just laying hands. And guess what? I'm fighting this. I'm fighting, and I know I'm healed. But listen, we have to take a stand. We have to take a stand. Another way for you to get into the light is pick your fellowship. Pick your fellowship. Who are you fellowshipping with? Are they making you better? Are they allowing you to stay in the same place? Or are they pulling you down? I always say this. My dad always taught me well on this. If you walk with people down here, they're going to pull you down. If you walk with people the same level of you, you're going to stay there. You don't want to stay there. Walk with people that are better than you. So they'll bring you to their level. You know who you're fellowshipping with. For, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15 it says this. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? So we gotta be careful. You know, you 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 it's very important for us to understand this. If you have friends, I have friends, I, I know people that are homosexuals, and they're great people, and I love them. But I do not agree with their sin. And if you love somebody, you speak truth in their lives. But what they're doing nowadays is like, oh, you can just be who you are. God loves you. Yeah, he loves you. That's, that's for real. He loves you. But he does not love your sin. <laughs> your lifestyle must change. But you speak in love. And the Holy Spirit will do what it needs to be done. You know? When there's, pick your fellowship. Pick people that will speak truth in your life. I have people in my life. Adam McCain is one. Pastor Adam, you know, former director of Christ for the Nations. I have uh, John Trana, who's uh, the dean of students at Christ for the Nations. These people, they speak life. They, they, you know, if they see me doing something that I shouldn't be doing, they call me and say, hey, Wanderson, you know, be careful. <laughs> you know, so pick your fellowship. And third, I want to finish with this. Love his word. 
love the word of God. Psalms 119.105 says this, Thy word is lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. <laughs> Simple as that. Hosea 4.6, people are perishing. They're going down hole because lack of knowledge. You got to spend time in the word of God. You know, every time, you can read a verse 10 times, you will get 10 revelations from it because the Holy Spirit will always speak to you. And, and, and bring understanding. And, and, and if you want to see a difference, you know, really take time in the word of God. You know, people don't fast no more. You know, people don't fast. People don't pray no more. We're a fast food. Uh, uh, we're in a fast food uh, generation right now where they want everything. You know, they don't they don't back in the days you wanted to get the, the information for something. You will go to a um, uh, encyclopedia. Right. They had these huge books that, hey, I don't know what this is. Let me go to an encyclopedia. Nowadays is the Google's generation. Uh, it's Google's university. Oh, I don't know how to do something. Let me go to a YouTube college. You know, uh, it's just like, that's how it is. You know, they don't go deep. That's why people don't have roots. And that's why some churches, they, they you know, you, they, you see people hopping from church to church because they don't grow roots. You know, we must have deep roots in the Lord. We must. And how do you do that? By spending time in his word. You know, I tell my students, don't believe just everything I say. I'm always cautious when I study. I, I, I'll be sure to say what I know it's biblically uh, correct, you know. But don't just, the generation that we're seeing, the young kids right now, they, they, they listen to CNN and, and CNN is telling this uh, amazing lie and they're believing and they're going for it, you know. I tell them, don't listen to everything you, you just hear. Make sure you uh, uh, check Make sure you check uh, uh, the, the, the content to, to, to be sure that it's true. You know, just don't listen. If I'm teaching you something, I tell them, I, I, I challenge them. If I'm teaching you something, make sure you go home and study to make sure that what I'm saying makes sense. You know? And we're living in a scary moment, but this is the time for us to shine our light. Amen? All right, let's close our eyes. Let's pray. Father, it's all about you, Father. And we want to be this light that shines in the middle of darkness. We cannot do it without you. We need you on a daily basis. We need strength. We need favor with men. We need anointing, Father, so we can walk and make a difference wherever, wherever you take us. As our pastors always says, Father, what is it that you're doing today so we can join in and be a part of it? It's not my agenda. It's not my own schedule. It's your schedule. It's your agenda. It's your desires. It's your dreams. Father, I don't want to live my dreams. I want to live your dreams because your dreams are higher, Father. And Father, I want to live for you every day, Father. Let me be a better father. Let me be a better person. Let me be a, a better minister, Father. And everything that I do, Father, we have all been called to minister to people, Father. We're not here by accident. You have called us. And I pray that everything that we do, Father, will glorify you. Every day, always. 365 days of the year, Father. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's all about you. 
We honor you. We thank you for this ministry. We thank you for Pastor Larry that it's in Poland right now. Father, I pray that you'll be with him and the team. Father, protect him. Thank you for our service today. I pray that you will use Pastor Tiz as he shares this morning. Father, let us have our focus on you, knowing that you are speaking, that you are touching us, and your name is being glorified through our lives. We pray in your holy name, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Amen.